0: Welcome to Hassle-Free Hosting with AirDXB, the podcast where we explore the world of short-term rentals in Dubai and beyond. I'm your host, Gregory Lewis, and as the founder of AirDXB, I'm excited to share my expertise and insights with you. On the podcast, we'll be speaking with a variety of experts and professionals in the short-term management industry, including property owners, real estate agents, and industry leaders, We'll dive into topics like rental strategies, property management, guest experiences, and much more. Join us to learn about all things short-term rentals and how AirDXB can dramatically increase the return on your asset. Hello, everybody, and welcome, Joanna, our latest edition at AirDXB. You've come here to set up and move forward and progress our investment department, uh-huh. which is assisting buyers and, of course, sellers with their real estate needs. Yeah. Welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you. How are you it's today? Pleasure. Good. Thank you, Greg. How are you? I'm very, very good. Yeah. That's lovely. No one ever
0: asks me that when it's I ask important. this question. It's it is. important. Everyone just says, I'm great. And I'm like, okay, uh, well, me too. We well, want to know you are. <laughs> yeah, Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So, Joanna bit about your past. Let's get straight into that. So Absolutely. you were in shortlets, weren't you? I was. And you've jumped to the other side. I have, yeah. I know. Well, what can we say? Shortlets. So how was that? How did you find shortlets in general? And especially in the market we're in now, yeah. and of course, in the last two, three years where it's become incredibly popular. So shortlets in general, do you miss it? Do you, you want to get back into it? Yeah. yeah.
1: shortlet is always going to be part of my experience it's going to be part of the reason why i love the industry mm. shortlets for me has always been a lot closer to the rental style of back home in the uk we have a lot more flexibility in the uk when it comes to coming in and out of leases we don't have these restrictions whereby we're having to serve notices back home so it was more of a second nature mm. renting and growing up in the UK. And,
0: and you did how long shortlets? You were two, running over two years. Two yeah, two years, and you were running the team and yeah, you had the hundreds full of department. It was on. my yeah, it yeah. was
1: it was my little baby. As this one is yours. Yeah. So I love shortlets, and it kind of comes hand in hand with the brokerage side because mm. it feeds into the other aspects of brokerage. Mm. So if you're not going to shortlet, if you're not going to long term lease, if you're not going to sell, then shortlet's another option for you. Shortlet's not for everybody. Long-term leasing is not for everybody and sales isn't for everybody. So it just adds a little bit of extra something that we can offer people. Who,
0: who did you find that short lets was for predominantly? Pre- I know it jumps around, but yeah. predominantly.
1: Predominantly lets was for those investors that want to have multiple properties on their books. They have a portfolio and they don't want to just put all of their eggs in one basket. They don't want to flip all of their investments. They don't want to put all of their investments on long-term. They want to have that variety and they tend to assess what's best for them depending on the area that they've bought the the type of property that they have some properties are going to do better on short term some are going to do better on long term and I find that it gives people the flexibility that long term doesn't necessarily give people mm. in terms of being able to fl- oh,
0: I would say necessarily I think 100% mm. it doesn't Because you have that flexibility, sorry, you have that flexibility within short-layer. Yes. So that is such a huge all-encompassing thing that if you are in that situation with your property that you want that flexibility, you want to sell it for argument's sake. Yes. That's your choice.
1: Essential. And as a Mm. broker, it's so much harder to sell a property that is on long-term than it is on short-term. I
0: want to get into this later on in this podcast. Yeah. that's the point I really want to drill down on is going into exactly that point. Selling a property that has a long-term tenant. Yeah. And then one was short. So I really want to jump into that, but Fine. we're going to do that later on. So with the short side of things, did you see a change in the last two, or three years?
1: Yes. So once upon a time, mm. when long-term rents were not so high, coming out the back of COVID, that bridge that was between long-term and short-term was huge. Mm. You would have your short-term rents at X amount significantly higher monthly than your long-term rents broken down monthly. And it was making it so attractive for investors. Mm. Because they were getting so much more money alongside the flexibility, alongside being able to use their own properties that they spent all this money on. It's something that I know if I was buying a property here, I'd want to be able to use it for my mum coming, my sister coming instead of them paying for hotels. Yeah. But...
0: And it's a sizable amount. Exactly. I'll just say, we had Louis on here and he was saying yeah, one one client in particular was spending 15,000 dirhams a year just in hotel bills.
1: Which, why would I do that if I've spent all this exactly. money on an investment property? Exactly. So then being able to fill that gap with a renter, but knowing that, okay, you actually have to leave at the end of this and I'm not stuck with you for X amount of time. Mm. So in that respect, I think it's it's a really great a great option for an investor.
0: Yeah, agreed. And then, so if we compare it then to long-term, as the market has progressed, as we know, we can't hide from the fact that this market has blown up. Absolutely.
1: Consistently, it's just yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Do you think anything's going to slow it down?
1: There's no, a lot if of if conversa- we
0: if we talk about sorry, yeah. Long term, will anything slow this down?
1: There's a lot of conversations about mm. what's going to happen. Are the rents going to keep increasing? Ultimately, I don't feel like they can increase forever. Yeah. However. I also don't see them slowing down anytime soon. I feel like we're at a point where it's probably going to plateau and it's going to stick at a steady pace and it's going to take something like we've seen way back when that's going to have that effect but right now what,
0: what negatively or positively
1: negatively i don't think yeah. it's something that's going to change anytime soon purely based on in the last year the number of people moving to dubai and that's again not slowing down you don't mm. even need marker statistics to see how many people are coming in you can just look on the streets you can look on the roads the traffic the malls the busyness people that you speak to everybody wants to move to dubai because of everything that's going on in the world they feel like it's such a safe haven and dubai's voted time after time one of the safer cities to live in one of the best expat cities to live in so the more people come because there's such a huge undersupply of properties there are more people than properties so So that's gonna
0: so why do you think it's gonna plateau then
1: it'll plateau because all of a sudden everyone's building everyone's got these you know um investments and releases that are coming out over the next year back end of q4 we've got properties in sports city we've got jvc bingatti have a residence that's going to be handing over in the next seven eight months in jvc so at right now there's a supply issue but there'll come a point where balances everything's going to balance out because mm. developers have this awareness they are shooting up buildings left right and center like mm. you've never seen mm. you turn a corner and you've not been there a few months and you just see a tower mm. so
0: and a lot of off-plan launches
1: a lot of off-plan yeah. launches
0: which we'll talk about again later on but <laughs> yeah so there is that point so uh have you seen a change in attitude from tenants and how they're now approaching long term? Are they sticking to a certain budget? Are they going with the market? Are they changing into different geographical areas? Absolutely. Are you, what, what are you seeing? What's the migration and, and, and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, I'm finding people are now happy to move further out. Everyone seems to be migrating further towards the desert. Why they're becoming is that? more. Places like Damak Hills 2, Emar mm. South, even if you're looking at somewhere like Mira, where it's actually not as far as people once felt. Like once upon a time, if you weren't within 10 minutes of everything in Dubai, you were a million miles away. Mm. Whereas now people are happier to take that little bit of an extra commute because what you can get for your rental prices, for the size of your property further afield versus Mm. if you stick to the likes of Marina, downtown, business Bay, coastal communities like Springs, there's so much more further afield. And I think now people are just getting a little bit of fed up of, greediness from the landlord side of things wanting all of this money rental increases people are being served notices left right and center so it is becoming a lot hard for a renter i'd go as far as saying people are even relocating in some instances to the likes of rock that's becoming a, a, a that's becoming a more notable topic of people discussing who's moved here is it worth the move what we can get here versus what we can get in dubai it's it's definitely a topic that people are discussing. You're
0: seeing a change in it. And yeah. I suppose, as well, there comes a point with these renters, their budget will only allow them to go so far exactly. in these areas. And it couples with conversation you and I were having but in, uh, what, two hours ago about a villa down in emar south and the price point on the golf course about three and a half million wasn't it yeah four four bedroom plus maids plus maids 2,800 square feet stunning villa three and a half million so it's not that far you don't have to pack a pack lunch to get down there <laughs> as, as we know when people used to sell it in the back hills you're like oh god here we go yeah that you can go down to these locations what i've seen with these locations is that they're better so when you compare yeah. them to an Emirates living product, which was launched to early 2000s, and now you're looking at more recent projects that are being launched, there's a lot more amenities, yeah. there's a lot more space, there's There is more, uh, the landscaping is, you know, and, and it's different because of course it's going to be because it's 20 years later. So you're seeing this migration of people not only doing it from a monetary um, situation, they're saying it's a better product.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's so much land available further afield. Mm. People are accepting it a lot more, and if you think about again us back in the UK, we wouldn't think twice about a forty-minute commute. We wouldn't yeah, think we wouldn't true. yeah we wouldn't we don't have everything on our doorstep. If you live slightly in the country and from the northeast, there's so much countryside. You don't expect to live in the city centre back home, so why would we expect to do it mm. here? It's it's something that I personally prefer having children. It feels a little bit more like you're in the countryside of Dubai. <laughs> and and I like it. So it's I a bit do. more green. It yeah. is. It's more green. It's yeah. more quiet. There's less light pollution. And then you can come into the city yep. and you can enjoy what Dubai has to offer, but you can also leave it when you want. And you're not constantly trying to get from your property to the shop down the street and it's taking you 35 minutes at the wrong mm. time because of traffic.
0: The great thing, of course, is uh, they build the shopping malls. Exactly. so continuously building those so yeah. when you actually look at what you're living in what the amenities are well, that's a tennis court, swimming pool, gym those sorts of things yeah. that's the standards then you put in the mall mm-hmm. and then you put in some sort of activity site then you start yeah. thinking well hang on or whatever that may be but what what am I missing that 20 minutes down the road going towards downtown doesn't have alright you've got the Burj Khalifa but when you've lived here for many years it becomes <laughs> quite a common sight doesn't it, and it you does. don't have to see it every day and you so... only go
1: when people visit and you do right. the tourist things and you do the same tourist things every single visit but you don't go and do this yourself every weekend no, you don't, that's
0: why you look forward to people coming out Literally, so you
1: can go and be a yeah, what, oh, yeah. it's <laughs> hey, cute, still big it's, it's still really big isn't it? <laughs> I
0: remember this restaurant this is great I love it I know I've lived here 10 years but there we are yeah. so you are seeing that then with these developments that you are getting a arguably, arguably a better <laughs> a product you could argue that yes the location when you do look at let's say an emirates living situational dubai marina is better because of course you're near the sea yeah so if you are a beach goer but tenants are now looking at these areas yeah so and i think jvc's an, an absolute example it is. and we're seeing what's going on with rents there yeah. that these tenants are now saying okay i'm not going to pay 120,000 dirhams for a one bedroom apartment in Dubai Marina. Yeah, I can save exactly. I can save what 33%? Probably more.
1: It's huge. JVC has been the highest transacting area mm. that we saw last year, mm. um, at the back end of last year. Uh,
0: uh, sales transactions? Yes. Wow. Okay.
1: And it's because it's so up and coming. They are filling up JVC every inch of space that they can. Mm. Everything that you need there, you have mall your opened. mall, yeah, yeah, yeah mall opened, which is a great mall by the way it is, it is. and it's not yeah. it's not constantly busy like it is when you go to the likes of your mall of Emirates, your Dubai mall, you've got everything that you need. you're mm. still in super close uh, distance to these places, the beach, wherever you want to go, easy to jump in a taxi, great location, so from that perspective, depending on your situation, mm. it's a great place to be, but also as an investor we're finding that more and more people are also short-terming these units Mm. and it has some of the highest ROI.
0: Is that because of the entry price into it is lower?
1: It's because of when you're purchasing the properties, you're getting a studio and a one bed significantly lower than you would downtown Marina but you're also short, that gap is a lot bigger mm. between long-term and short-term than it is in places like Marina and, and downtown. Yeah. So your return on short-term is a lot higher. Yeah. It's definitely a better option than long-term in somewhere like JVC.
0: Mm. So that brings us into the next point. Well, How is the sales market then? Booming
1: booming yeah. expectations are as high as ever uh
0: seller's expectations seller
1: expectations yeah. so now what i'm finding is if you're looking at property Finder, a lot of sellers their go-to is okay, well, this is on property finder at this price. So this is what I'm wanting because this is what it's going for. Well, no, this is what it's listed at. And I think it's trying to educate sellers just because 10 agents have this property at this price doesn't mean it's selling for this. Mm. But we're at a point where sellers are so adamant that they're going to get X price because of what they're seeing that it's creating a little bit of a false expectation of what things are actually selling. Buyers are then thinking, well, I actually can't get anything within that budget and it's just taking a little bit longer to sell some properties because of that, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's giving a false idea of what certain things are selling for.
0: Well, this is the problem, and I saw it back in it's when X Properties, 2014. Yeah, its prices shot up, and yeah. I think they were up north of thirty percent within one year. Because
1: we build that hype in advance.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people in Dubai, it's a wealthy place; <laughs> they don't have to sell. I'll put it on for this if someone pays for it they pay for it if they don't I'll leave it. This
1: is what I'm finding. And this
0: again is creating I suppose that glut in property because if every single property on the market now was on at the right price that would feed the demand somewhat.
1: Yeah, you're right Mm. and I have a lot of sellers that actually aren't bothered about selling Mm. they are gauging they're testing the market they're seeing how much can i get out of these buyers because they know that there's no sign of things slowing down or stopping anytime soon so they're putting it on at that price that might seem a little bit crazy right now but if they don't sell it they'll happily leave it sat there Mm. so when buyers are going on and they're seeing we have this property at this price, they're thinking that's all that they can, you know, that's all that they have as an option. Mm. And a lot of sellers aren't really willing to reduce their price because they're waiting for that buyer that will come along and pay that price.
0: Majority of sellers are cash or mortgage?
1: I'd probably say right now, it's very close. Mortgage rates are coming down, which is great. Mm. And we're already seeing them come down, um, which is opening up the ability for mortgages. Cash sellers.
0: I know. You're talking about buyers then, mortgage buyers.
1: Mortgage buyers. What yes. about sellers? Sellers.
0: You've many sellers with mortgages? No. None. They're, Nelly, they're all cash. All of my
1: sellers are cash. Yeah. Okay. Because they're selling properties that they've bought just after COVID. Right. Oh, okay. And yeah. they've either bought them on a payment plan, it's been off plan. They finished their payment plans and they're now realizing, well, actually, I've paid X amount for this. And now look at the market. I can make a load of. Tlalal Gaff's a perfect example of this. Mm. We had buyers buying off plan with talaga for three bed um paying 1. 1.8 1. Right. 1.6 selling for 2.6 now 2.7 mm-hmm. and that was only what three four years ago they were yeah. buying off plan yeah. so what they've made back in the last few years is huge so everyone's kind of jumping on that now as well
0: yeah okay effectively flipping yeah but a very long, long period flipping. Yeah. of time <laughs> like a in the flip. middle. Just a very, very slow yeah. flip. And are these people putting tenants in there or are they short-term renting it?
1: Depends. Depends okay. on the area. A lot of Talal Gaff owners, as an example, they're putting long-term tenants in. They're flipping it. Short-term, you're looking at more of the buildings like SLS, downtown, Business Bay, Bay, the, the Bay. Mm. They were purchased off-plan, two years ago now they're putting short-term tenants in because it's such a great area views are fantastic so yeah it depends on the area
0: and then would they be (laughs) short-term renting it with a view to potentially sell yeah and this is then going to help the sale
1: this is it i feel like they're a little bit tentative about putting a long-term tenant in there thinking in the back of their mind okay gonna wait for this market to increase that a little bit more because Mm -hmm. everyone wants a little bit more of an increase everyone's expecting a little bit more and then at least if they've got a short, short-term tenant in there, they're not struggling to get viewings booked in. They're not struggling to actually sell it vacant on transfer. To be able to advertise a property as vacant on transfer is half the battle because no one wants to buy a property that they, one, can't view, and two, have to wait for somebody to leave or reserve notice if you don't sell it before the notice period's up.
0: And you've got all the litigation about serving it correctly exactly. for the right reasons, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Et cetera. And
1: more than ever... That I've noticed in the last four years, tenants are aware. They are so smart. They know their rights. It's a consistent topic of conversation on social media because it's happening so often. So they're making it their place. Which is a good thing. It is.
0: It's a good thing to know your rights. You've entered it into is. that contract. It's not a one-way street. Yeah. We've got to respect obviously the person that owns it, and we've got to respect the person that's paying to live there. Exactly. So it's it's made for it's made for a different market. Because mm. I remember the days of even five, six years plus ago. Where tenants didn't know, yeah. So, so the they local authorities accepted it. Well, the local authorities done a fantastic job to make sure everybody knows what their rights are or aren't. Yeah. Um, but of course, if you as a seller in a certain position, wanting to sell or wanting to do this, of course that could be seen as a obstacle <laughs> having a tenant in their long term. Exactly. So you would suggest that if somebody was looking to sell, what in the next two years? Yeah. That you would stick to short term. Because Absolutely. that then gives you that flexibility. And... Yeah,
1: it's the flexibility because the amount, of, the amount of inquiries I've had on properties, even since Christmas, in the last however long, that people are wanting to view them. And I think, okay, well, we have guests in them now because they're on short term. But if that was a long term tenant, you're not going to be able to view this property. Once upon a time, tenants would be almost bullied into accepting a viewing. But now they know they actually don't need to let people in. Mm. So then trying to sell that property becomes so much harder.
0: Mm. Mm. And we're seeing that.
1: We're seeing it a lot. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm ever the advocate, obviously, from AirDXB and what we set up for is it is short let. And short let, you're absolutely right. You're making a lot more money. Three, four, five years ago, mm. and we look at when I first set the company up five years ago. It's five thousand holiday homes registered, if that. Now there's twenty twenty five. Yeah.
1: Everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone's yeah, jumped
0: on it. Short. But what is interesting, just seeing that migration then from short term into long because the rates have come up, yeah. which I think is serving purpose, great purpose for both. It's feeding that long term market. It is reducing the supply of short, which is then bringing those rates up. But then, of course, when you put sale in the middle, yeah. I suppose it then comes down to that seller. What do you want? You're keeping it for five years, then long term. But yep. then if you want to, to, well, stay in it as we discussed or looking to sell it or, or something along those lines, then of course, short term you then a better option.
1: Exactly. Because short term is not for everybody. Mm. Neither is long term. So you're going to find that it's going to fit a specific property owner. And like you say, if you've got somebody that all they want to do is purchase a property, they want to get as much as they can and they want consistent rent. And they don't want to have to think about when the no- next booking is. They don't want to have to worry about furnishing a property they never care if they see the property or not, they just want it on their books to have that income, then I do suggest long-term. I think it's a great option. But then you have those people that become really emotionally attached to their investments. And it's not just an income for them they've put a lot of effort into finishing the units they it's their maybe their first investment they want to make sure that it's looked after properly they want to make sure that they can access the property every few weeks every few months or use it themselves and in that instance i would say look long term is going to be a nightmare for you this is where you look at the short term option you've got someone that's going to look after that property for you every time somebody enters they're going to check everything for you maintenance is going to be kept on top of obviously in long term you have the maintenance a sort of budget whereby OK, if a tenant's in there, if it's a villa, anything up to a thousand dirhams, they're going to have to pay for themselves. Mm. If you have maintenance issue after maintenance issue, at what point are tenants going to think to themselves, well, actually, I'm not going to be in here for much longer. I'm just going to leave that longer you leave an issue, the worse it gets. And yeah. then it becomes a big bill. So to have somebody look after your property and, and take care of your investment on your behalf, even more so if you don't even live in Dubai, it's a perfect option. Mm.
0: And that's the great thing about short-let, someone's coming in and exactly. out. Exactly. So this is what makes you incredibly interesting and I think incredibly valuable because you've done both sides of this. Yeah. So you've done your short-let, years of it, management, understanding, seeing problems, seeing things as I see all the time. How has that gone from that to that? How did that situation arise from that to that? But it happens. It does. You know, I know you and I could talk now for the next week, probably month, yeah, about probably. stories that we've seen and all this <laughs> sort of stuff. So this is what's great about having you. So if you are a seller or a buyer, more buyer, hmm. you can then step into this and say, look, what you're buying and these are your options yeah. for what you're going to do with it. And you can speak, obviously, from experience.
1: Exactly. And that's where it becomes more of a consultative experience Mm. it's not an agent with an agenda Mm. whereby okay i only want to sell your property because that's where i'm going to make the most money Mm. well actually no because the best thing for you might be to put it on short term Mm. or it might be to put it on long term and if i can give you all of the options and give you all of the pros and cons of everything, then you're making an an informed decision that's right for you. And I think Mm. that's what we're missing out on in the market at the minute, where you've got thousands of real estate companies, where more often than not, agents and real estate companies do get a bad rep in Dubai, and they are complained about more than they're praised. So for me, it's so important to bring that experience, bring that knowledge and do the right thing Mm. and just be that agency and that company with a difference because that's hugely lacking here Mm. that's where doing the right thing is going to get that it's going to get that knowledge out there that actually not all agents are just out there to make a quick penny
0: this is it and i think i think when we look at what we're trying to do of course got the adxb Model and that is short led, although it's now grown into a group and we have multiple different disciplines within it, yeah. is that we can provide the right information. Now, we're doing our research reports. We've just released our end of year. We've got our Q4 coming out. We're doing lots and lots of different things to help and assist those clients exactly. to say, this isn't just me. This isn't my opinion. It's not an agenda. It's not a commission check. This is what the market yeah. is suggesting. And this is our opinion. And again, what I, I love about ADXB is that we're now turning into or already are. Although we've got to progress a little bit further mm-hmm. into a very disciplined, very knowledgeable company that now has people from these different walks that are are very vocal about this is what we've seen and this is what we do. And we're all experienced. We all know, you know, and it's this, this is how we can help these clients and get them the right property and put them in the right situation. Is it long term? Is it short term? You're going to flip, you're going to retain, whatever that case, yeah. renovate. And of exactly. course, we can help out with these sorts of things.
1: This is it. We can help with everything. We can advise with everything. And I think that's what's important because a lot of the time as well, you can give these opinions, but you can't necessarily do all of the outcomes. So mm. people don't want to go from this company to this company. If we can offer everything and say, look, these are all of your options, these are why we've presented these to you, then they're gonna get the best, the best outcome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I right. I gave you or I give you, I'm not gonna give you. Let's pretend I give you three million dirhams okay top three things as a buyer you should then be looking at so you've got three million dirhams you're going into the market you've got different ideas with the locations you want to be in the agents that you want to deal with um the type of property that you want to buy mm-hmm. what would you do what would you be looking at
1: am i an investor what do or you want to be what, me? what do
0: you want to be <laughs> i think so, so so let's look at two sides of the coin if you're an end user now yeah what would you be looking out for and if you're an investor what would you be looking out for?
1: okay for me as an end user. I'm very at that point in my life now where I want things as easy as possible. And I'm not drawn to buying something, going through the sales process and then giving myself extra work to make it how I want it. I just want to purchase, transfer, walk in and I'm good to go. Mm. And for me now, purchasing and investing three million dirhams, I want to get as much for my money as I can. And I'm not going to do that coastal. I need to move out okay and that's why I am looking at properties like email south or neighboring villa communities that are slightly further afield Yep. I'm going to get more for my money I'm also going to be really careful which developers I'm going for some more notoriously than others have more consistent problems so I'm going to make sure that I'm speaking to my agent assuming that I don't have this knowledge myself to make sure that I'm thinking about things that aren't necessarily thought of because the first thing people tend to think about is okay what does it look like and for me, it's like yes, but what about how it's been built? And what I don't want to do is move into a new built property and then have all of these issues before I've even lived there for two years. Mm. If you think about properties again back in the UK, they're standing for hundreds of years and we've never changed a boiler.
0: Mm.
1: Here, you're changing water tank after pressure gauge after water heater, and it's just
0: cement, cement in the pipe. It yeah. literally and common it's, one we're seeing it's at the cement moment. in yeah. the pipes yeah.
1: before you've even handed over. Yeah, and. For me, I just want the easiest mm. option for me. I want to go with a reputable developer and I just want to walk in and be happy. <laughs> and
0: so you'll be looking... Yeah. What locations would you look at? So I'll tell you what, I'll up your budget a million dollars. So three point six eight, million AED. So let's say a million US dollars. Yeah, for, yeah. So
1: like I said, and we were talking about this before, I am mm. I'm so impressed with Dubai South, Emo South, yeah, that you area. Said this earlier. It's honestly... I walked into it and I felt like I was in Dubai Hills. Mm. It's been incredibly well built. It's up and coming. And I'm in DeMarc Hills too at the moment. So I've had the experience of going into a villa community that's felt a million miles away. There was nobody there. The community center had maybe one tiny car for inside of it. There wasn't a doctor's. There were no facilities for children. And then in this last few years, it's now this booming community. Mm. So I have that foresight where I think to myself, okay, I've experienced it, I'm moving in, and I'm looking at it long term. This 3.5, 3.6 that I'm going to invest for me in a family home in somewhere further afield, if I'm thinking about it in a few years' time when things are more built up there, the plans for these areas are going to be huge. So what's that 3.5, 3.6 million in Durham Villa then going to be worth That's in a few five, years' five time? Six
0: million, isn't it? Literally, well, The one that we were looking at was the yeah. one on the golf course. Three and a half feels cheap.
1: Where uh. in Dubai are you going to get that stunning golf course view mm. for that price? Mm. You're not. And like I say, you could be anywhere in Dubai mm. when, when you're in that back garden and you're looking. You could be in JG when you look at the view. You could be in Hillside when you look at the view. And it's, it's stunning.
0: And we all believe that Dubai is going that way. You've got the airport, you've got it Expo, you've got Jebel Ali launch, you've got these things that are yeah. happening. I was with a client and we were in Discovery Gardens. Yeah. And I'm very pro, because it's one of the few, if only, I think, location... Apart from towards the airport, where the metro comes off Shakeside and goes inland. Now, it's happening to JVC, as we know, and plans have been, I think, actually sped up for that. And when that happens to JVC, I think JVC, it'll be unbelievable. The the demographic that it will pull in, it
1: changes everything. Everything. Yeah.
0: But then we were talking about that, and it was something I was talking to the client about. So it was like our jam behind in Discovery Gardens, et cetera, so that area there. And I was very surprised that already the interest, the rents that we're receiving on short let, I was scanning through as I do for long term. Yes, there's a lot of construction, but you are not like I am now. You're nodding when you're looking at it. You're like, I can see Literally, this. And yeah. just over there is Jebel Ali. Just over there is Dubai South. Just over there is Expo. You start looking at these landmark locations and what they're going to offer. That's the way it's going. So when you talk about Dubai South, that could be your next Dubai
1: Hills. 100%. And you have to think back. When I was out here back in 2012, 2013, 2014, and Demac Hills won, was a million miles away from everything.
0: It was. You it, did you did make a a, a pack launch when you went out? There.
1: Literally, <laughs> people would be like, oh, can't uh, go out there. I yeah. Might fall, <laughs> I might be an old man by the time I get there. Because people felt so strongly about how far away it was. Mm. And now Damak Hills One is that place that's so inland. Mm. And the rents are insane and the sales prices are insane. But way back when it was Emo South. It was Dubai South of then. Mm. So We have to kind of, everyone wants everything immediately in Dubai. They want everything to happen for them within the next few months or Mm. they feel like it's never going to happen. But I feel like if people just slow down, look at history, what's happened in Dubai, and then use that for foresight, it's not going to feel like a bad decision to move out further afield because Mm. that will then be... The Damat Hills one, in mm. terms of, of geographically everything that's all the plans for the area. It, yeah, I feel like it's
0: that's your hot tip.
1: That, that, yeah, personally.
0: And then, so if you're an investor, now I know we're saying that you'll make well, we see where the economy is in general. Yeah. But if you look at how Dubai has performed, it's an area, it hands over, it's built by the right developer, it's on a golf course, the city's moving there. It is probably one of those occasions you're going to make money. All right, depends on the global economy, but put that to one side. You're now an investor. You're looking for a long term tenant or short term tenant. Where would you go and buy?
1: I would probably be more tempted with that amount of money to purchase multiple properties rather than put my whole amount into one villa or my whole amount into one expensive luxury apartment somewhere because you just want that consistent income coming from multiple places. Mm. And that's going to be the best way. To make money and to make money quickly, Mm. you want to move some, you want to buy something where you can very, very quickly make it a turnkey property with the help of us so that you can get a tenant in there and it can start making money. Because the time that it takes to put furniture in there, to find a tenant, you don't, you want to minimize that because Mm. you purchase, you hand over, you want to start making money straight away and you want to do that in multiple places. So Mm. I would probably be looking somewhere like JVC. Looking Sports City, for example, there are so many developments coming up in these areas. Samana residents, have you seen on Hesse, opposite Talaga? Yeah,
0: yeah. Samana,
1: they've got great payment plans, locations ideal. Obviously, they've got plans for Hesse as well, which they've been saying for a long time. But I feel like now they're going to be widening the roads, making it much more accessible. Mm. And I would purchase a few apartments in these areas, get them on short term, and that way you're hedging your bets in more than just one place.
0: Mm, I agree, just diversification.
1: Literally, yeah. And
0: Dubai is moving. Well, it's always moving, isn't it? It's always growing. Yeah. We know that Dubai mm. as a city is performing phenomenally. Yeah. We know that the GDP is growing. All this stuff is fantastic. Yeah. But it is an ongoing growing city. So I suppose to a point, the predictability we have to predict of what is the next hotspot and why has to kick in. And then we start talking about road modifications. Mm. So we know there's been big announcements recently about that and how they're changing and easing traffic and opening up these different places. Yeah, they have to, to keep up with
1: the movement. So many people are moving here. There's more cars on on the road that you've ever seen before. Mm. And nobody wants to sit on Hesse Street for an hour Mm. that should really be like a 15, 20
0: minute trip. So it's essential. So then with your money, go back as as Mm -hmm. an investor, You're going to go multiple. Yeah. Would you then be buying in more well-known areas or would you really then start looking out at these areas further out because it's better value for money and because of what could be coming? What would you do?
1: Depends how quickly I want to see results. I would probably in the first instance be looking at the likes of JVC Sports City that's out but not out-out. Yep. Um, I think as an investor, if I'm looking at long-term, then yes, something like Dubai South, Town Square has... They're still building in Town Square, for example. Yeah. And Town Square, again... That's pretty far is out. Mo- You say that, but it's really <laughs> not. And people say uh. this to me all the time, and I think I the the length of time I've spent going from marina to downtown versus from Marina to Town Square to Mack Hills. Mm. Sometimes it takes me less time to get to these places because Mm. of the roads and because of the way they are. Expo Road, I barely see more than 10 cars on the road at any given time of day. But then when you're going from Marina to downtown, that can get crazy. Oh, that's
0: very different. Yeah. And
1: yeah, so geographically, yes, but for the length of time it takes you to get to these places, they're same, same. Mm. So if yeah, I'm, I'm looking...
0: I suppose you're, covering, you're covering more distance, but you're moving quicker.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's consistent as well. So if I'm looking as an investor and I'm looking at going long-term, something like Dubai South, DeMarc Hales 2, Town Square is a great option further afield. Short-term hasn't quite reached there. Although having said that, we've just had guests stay with us in, in Demark Hills too because, and there's such a lack of Airbnb um, short let properties. Yeah. So there is demand there. More and more people are moving to these places. More and more people are having family friends come. They don't necessarily want their family under their feet for two weeks solid, but they want them close enough where they can yeah. just walk across to their villa that they're staying in. So again, it's all about education and mm. whereby people will say to you in the first instance, oh, it's not going to be any good here. It's too far away. But so many people are living here so if Mm. there's that many people living there there is demand and people are going to want these for short life
0: okay valid yeah and I agree and it's a value for money and also you're placing your bets for capital growth yeah because when the city moves out when it's out there but you know what I mean when it really beefs up because you know Al-Kale is almost becoming the centre of Dubai yeah. Where it was jacked I mean, it's moving and it has to be. That it way has to because it. there's
1: nowhere else.
0: There is nowhere else. It's into the desert or across to Abu Dhabi is what we're saying. Dubai is so. not
1: one of those places that will ever stop. Mm. They always want to have the most. They always want to have the biggest. They always mm. want to have the best. Mm. So at the the money that's being reinvested into this city because it lives off tourism. Like mm. without tourism, without people coming, mm. it doesn't have the money that you know that it needs. So mm. I can't ever see there being a stop. I feel like they will build and build. They
0: do in the new population growth. And that's what enhances the GDP. So it's. Ex-
1: until there's it. not an inch of sand left.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. wait. Just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. So then where would you, if I forced you, mm. where would you then buy in areas that have been around with us for a while? What would be your pick?
1: <sighs> oh, that's, a, that's a long pause. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, because I'm, I'm very much, I love a modern property. Mm. And it's quite hard to find... Do I have an unlimited budget?
0: Okay, let's give an unlimited budget. <laughs> All right, a blank check. There you go, go.
1: Blank check, but a realistic. So I love JG, Victory Heights, Hillside. This area for me is mm. a great area because... It, it,
0: this is investing?
1: No, this is for me. For
0: living in? Okay. Well,
1: either, because mm. people are wanting to live there. People will, will pay rent there. Mm. For me, it's it's either long-term. And also, if I'm then thinking about reselling, places like this will never devalue, in my opinion, because people always, they have these this reputation, the likes of JG, Victory Heights, Hillside, all these areas for me will always have demand. But they're also surrounded by great golf courses, great restaurants, great places for kids, such great family areas. So someone will always want to live there. And if I wasn't going further afield and I had that unlimited sort of budget, that's where I'd probably go.
0: But then as an investor... Yeah. So you're not living in it. Mm -hmm. What about places like JBR and the marina?
1: JBR and marina, I feel like, are timeless. Mm. Everyone always wants to buy in JBR and marina. It's what people know. It's what's most commonly known. And you're always going to be successful in short term here Mm. because people that don't know Dubai necessarily well and people that are coming from anywhere else in the world, that's going to be their go-to because accessibility, everything's on the doorstep you've got the holiday vibe and it's generally a lovely place to be. Mm. The only thing that puts me off down there is traffic,
0: mm. but I don't
1: have the patience for traffic. So. No, no, no. no, no, no.
0: <laughs> and it's become quite, I've lived in there. I think we all have, haven't we? We've all done a stint living in JBRs yeah. and Marinas when we first come over. Is whenever we go in there, it feels more touristy.
1: I was there a few days ago, more than ever. Again, one of these places I only go to when I have people visit because people want to go there. But when you live here and it's on your doorstep, you're not so bothered about going. No,
0: and it's weird to say that a place in Dubai feels touristy because it's Dubai and it's heavily tourist-induced. Yes. But every time I go there, it just feels more More commercial. Yeah. And it's just more going on. It's a great thing, but it just feels more full-on.
1: Especially when you compare it to 2020, 2021, even the beginning of 2022, walking around these places, it was amazing, there was nobody around. Mm. And as the months have gone on and more and more tourism started picking back up, you're shoulder to shoulder in some instances. Mm. So certain times of day, trying to get a table in the Cheesecake Factory the other night, we were were told, (laughs) no joke, we were told it was gonna be an hour and a half.
0: Wow.
1: And I've never, ever been in a situation where I've been told I'm gonna have to wait an hour and a half for a table.
0: This was was JBR. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It is it's testament to what's gone on. It is. It's testament to how well the city has done. Yeah. And it's testament to how well the city has done off the back of something like COVID and continued with it. Yeah. This is what's catching me. Is okay, that's great. It's moved forward. Okay, it's still going. All right, it's still going now. Okay, it's still going. And this market is continuously. (laughs) It's it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. It's not. Um, It will not stop. It is. It's just pushing hard. And I mean, it is almost like that perfect recipe is that it just it was the timing. Which, yeah. which 99% of things is all about timing. But there wasn't enough stock. There were certain situations that evolved around the world that were negative, mm-hmm. which pushed people to come. It all lined up and it can, and it's continuously delivering. And we're seeing the level of property now that is selling over, give or take, seven and a half, um, sorry, seven and a half, beg your pardon, 30, 35 million dirhams so it's around mm-hmm. 50 million us is the highest level of transactions ever seen so and then when yeah. you're looking at the level of wealth that's now pouring into the city and these sorts of things and then they will come and say okay i've bought this phenomenal property i'm now going to go and buy five smaller properties for investment yeah. and so that as a domino effect out, it yeah. just it just spreads out and goes mm-hmm. so but you do say that you think this momentum will slow in rentals do you think this will be the same in sales do you think this year is going to plateau with prices or transaction volume what do you think
1: I feel like it has to, because how much Mm. higher can it continue? We're literally at an all-time high. Mm. So I'm saying that from a personal perspective of we have to be realistic. It can't go forever. But I also don't see a dip. So the only thing that it can possibly do is just stay static for a while. Mm. Then when things start launching, when, you know, some places become more popular than others, you'll probably find rises in certain areas. But... I honestly don't see it dropping because of the popularity, because of people coming into the city all the time. It doesn't make sense for it to drop.
0: Are buyers more cautious now? Cautious to... Cautious in the sense of two years ago, I was seeing just almost blank checks. I just want to buy. I wasn't here in the early 2000s, but you hear the stories. It was like when I, I was here 2014, I just want to buy. I just I don't care what it is. I want to buy because the market was flying and anything that you were buying was going up. And even two years ago, I was seeing people say, I just want to get on the ladder. I just want to get on the ladder yeah. because it's moving. Are you still seeing that now?
1: I think there was when the interest rates were a little bit higher. Um, it was making it a lot harder for afford- from an affordability perspective. Mm. Now that things are coming down a little bit, I do feel like buyers, it's not that they're not cautious. It's that I feel like they feel like they need to buy something in the fear that things are gonna continue to increase or fear that there's not gonna be stock. When I have buyers approaching me right now and say they want something in a certain building and we can't get hold of it, so then that is creating that almost silent panic where they're thinking, okay, well, maybe not this building. What can we just get in this area? Yeah. So there is a a mild panic, but not in the same way. It's more due to a supply.
0: So it's softening. So what you're seeing two years ago to now The buyer is is less panicked and is taking their time, or
1: they're looking at their options. Okay, but I feel like because there's not as many options, it is creating that. Well, I better just buy something, otherwise I'm going to have nothing. That's still panic buying
0: them. So we could in a different yeah in a different different way. way yeah. So this year you you could still see prices going up, although. One thing that sticks out a sore thumb to me is that I, I know I'm looking at the market overall, so I know there's pockets that are different. Yeah. Is that we are back up to the highest levels. And yeah, I, I'm i what I'm hearing is people are saying, well, okay, well, where does it go from here? We know it got to this. Okay, there's there's my comfort blanket. But okay, now if it keeps going up, where does that leave us? Do you see what I'm trying to say? If it goes up to points it's gone before, you have that level of comfort knowing mm-hmm. that you're paying for a product that was once valued at that because someone once paid it then when you start stepping 10 percent or 20 percent above that people are like okay do i do this or not
1: i think it's because with everything that happened with covid and prices came down so much there's been such a jump yeah and a lot of people bought so a lot of people are then looking at capitalizing on that and selling now and we're looking at the influx of people coming into the country, more millionaires than we've ever seen. And it's still cheaper to buy in Dubai than Mm. most major cities across the world. So for as long as we're going to have these people coming in, wanting to invest their money in Dubai, because it's a lot more affordable than most other major cities in the world, developers are going to keep building. Mm. And whilst that's happening, we're not going to see a slowdown.
0: True. And there were times... In the past that you definitely don't see now, where we were making clients, 15 20%. Yeah. Now, we are still making them that because they bought X amount of time ago. Those that are now coming into yeah, the market, that's, the
1: difference. that's halved. Yeah.
0: Now, when we compare it to what it was, oh no, look at that, it's halved, it's not great. But it's still 6%, 7 8% net. There's no tax, yeah. there's none of this. Compare that now back to the UK, again, a generalization, 3% return on your money I think, with all the red tape.
1: I think what people tend to do is they cling on to but a few years ago, yeah,
0: it, was. it was like uh, this. Or yeah. if
1: I had done this, and there's a lot of regretful thinking of mm. if I had done this then, I would be getting this. So why can't you do it for me now? Mm. But as we've seen, the market is so fluid. And I think as long as we stay in that headspace of, but these people that bought then are getting this, we're never going to be happy with the returns. Mm. I think if people look at the market as it is now, focus on that rather than what once was, people are going to be a lot happier and a lot more content with their investments and what they're getting because comparing it to crazy returns which of course was in a time where the world was was you know in a bad place in a really bad place oh. so it was affecting things in a way that wouldn't normally happen yeah so if you look at the returns at face value, forgetting that that happened, they're still amazing returns mm. and then compare them to other major cities in the world. Oh, yeah. And that's, what's, that's what still people need to do. Above. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not focusing on, well, I bought this property at half the price that under normal circumstances would never have ever happened. So, of course, I'm making 20%, 30%. You mm. can't think like that.
0: No, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And the fact it is still head and shoulders. And let's not forget that in the West, there is more red tape. Yes. I was Back in the UK, because now we've launched over there, and I, I forget the level of red tape. I know it. You forget it. Yeah, and then yeah. it hits you like a, like a steam train as to how much you've got to do to just take one step forward. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, in, in this city, you can it's a breeze in comparison. And that's what makes it so fantastic still is that you can move with this market pretty quickly and with ease. And that's the main thing. Three tips you would give a buyer looking in this market now what would they be that could be anything from location to the agent that you choose yeah what what what, what tips would you give because these are i think this is a changing market i'm with you on this i think this coming year i know it's crystal ball time but i can't see the same momentum and so should there be a little bit of apprehension perhaps so what would your tips be for a buyer
1: i feel like making sure you're speaking with the right agent especially if you're not familiar with the market because there are a lot of agents out there you and i have both experienced both professionally and personally Mm. that will just say anything Mm. and create unnecessary panic will tell you that something's available when it's not somehow agents still manage to put fake listings on portals even though there's a lot of measures in place to stop that Mm. and i think don't just jump in to speak to any agent i feel like agent loyalty goes a long way as well Mm. and you get it you get a gauge for people and i understand that agents are there to serve a purpose but I feel like you're also buying into that agent because if you pick the right agent, you're going to get the best result for you and you're not going to be left with a regretful purchase. You're not going to mm. be told that something's one thing and then you're left with a surprise because your agent just wanted the sale.
0: Mm. So
1: do your research. Look at the people that know what they're talking about. Would we,
0: we, we define a good real estate agent in uh, two sentences?
1: A good real estate agent yeah. <laughs> is somebody that... Treats you as if they're selling to a friend.
0: Yeah, or themselves. Or
1: themselves. Yeah. Because someone that just wants to sell to you to make money is never going to do the right thing by you. And then that's going to have an adverse effect on the market because it's going to create bad opinions. And, and mm. we just want to make sure that we're in a situation where we're doing our research and we're speaking to the right people that have the right knowledge. We don't want to be dealing with agents that are just telling you, yeah, go view this property, it's open, and never message you back. Mm. You want to have that face-to-face consultancy feel. You want someone that knows what they're talking about, the number of agents that I'll contact myself, and I don't get a response. And I get rude responses because they're too busy to deal with me. And I just think, well, why would I be paying you this commission? Mm. That's
0: very true. If you're and not actually doing it,
1: I'm paying mm. you commission, what, just because you know the owner's details? Mm. And for me, that doesn't sit right. I'm providing a service, and I want to give you something for that. And all I'm giving you is time and knowledge.
0: mm and and also what we do just move that on on a bit more. And again, we aren't sales progressors. So we always, well, we work with the company, don't we? We do. Who we then make sure that can progress that sale because yeah. there is paperwork, there are different things that need it's to be done. so important. And we make sure that that sale is then looked after, yeah. that client is looked after, the buyer and seller, in fact, are looked after. Exactly. So it's these things that we will do to push that push that extra level of services and it there's, to make sure that gets through. There's
1: so much that can go wrong with sales. Mm. Even when contracts are signed, there are so many hiccups along the way because you're dependent on so many entities, banks, developers, and that's why... Having the right company that has relationships with great sales progressors that know what they're doing Mm. is essential because you want to have your transfer within the date that you've been told. You want all the paperwork to be correct and someone doing due diligence, which again isn't something that always happens. And you want your property when you're going to expect it exactly, and you're paying good money for this. Yeah,
0: and this is why we work with third-party companies as well because we want arm's length. We want to make sure that that sales chase was acting in the best interests of their buyer and seller.
1: Exactly. You know,
0: not under our roof and what have you. Yeah. So what other tips would you give? So that's two tips. Yeah. What's your third tip?
1: (laughs) My third tip would be don't make hasty decisions Mm. because you're being pushed into it. Okay. I think, again, it kind of goes back to the agents. They tend to create this false panic, Mm. but similarly, don't give yourself too many options. I get a lot of buyers that will not know what they want and they want to view everything, in every single area of Dubai, and it makes the decisions so much harder for them. I just think viewing properties is great and looking at different areas is great, but if you give yourself too much choice, you're never gonna make a decision. And that's when you end up in a situation where you do nothing and you miss out on properties. And that's when you end up with regret. Mm, (laughs) I find a lot of buyers will give themselves too many options. They've seen the perfect property, they've viewed the perfect villa at the perfect price, And they're so happy with it. They can't tell me anything that's wrong with it. And they don't make an offer because they want to view all these other areas that they'd never considered before, that they know has this issue, that issue... And then they think, okay, that the first option was the best one, but now it's gone.
0: Now I've lost it. Yeah. Now I've lost it. Yeah, I've seen that before.
1: It happens yeah. so often. Yeah. And then it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course so, it is. Yeah. <laughs> You're the broker. Literally, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I understand that. Okay. All right. And then um, I think we let, 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 let's, let's finish this on a key question. And please make sure it's the right answer. Uh, no <laughs> pardon?
1: No pressure. No pressure. No
0: pressure <laughs> at all. No pressure at all. Short term versus long term. Yeah. What would you go for in this market here now today? Now, you talk about mm-hmm. depends on your personal situation. Yeah. But as we know, the situation of short-let and long-term has changed. Long-term rents have gone up. Yeah. Short-term is offering potential flexibility. Prices have gone up by 20 30%. Could this be the right time to sell? Mm-hmm. That then allows you to do it. And I've, I've talked about it before, but I did it in Bay Central. I got 16% more than the asking price Yeah. because it was vacant on transfer and the person could move straight in. But here now today... What do you think is the best option? And I'm looking at you.
1: This is not a black and white answer, Greg. This is not black and oh, white. Here
0: we go. Here we go. It's riggle, wriggle, not... wriggle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, of course, because... It...
0: Give a fair argument for both them. Okay. I'll settle on that.
1: This is the thing. Depends where my property is, number mm. one. Some areas are not going to be suitable for short term. Some mm. areas are going to be more suitable for short term, as an example. Mm. It depends on what my ultimate goal is. Am I just wanting consistent income? Am I just wanting to make money, forget about my property, and I don't really care as long as I'm seeing those two, three checks coming in every single year without hassle? Mm -hmm. Or am I someone that's emotionally invested in my property? Do I want to use it? Have I chosen a tourist area that I know is consistently going to perform in short term? That's why when I'm choosing to buy, I have these questions in my mind. I have these decisions made. And I speak to our short-let team, I speak to our brokerage side and I get the best options on mm. both sides. And there's never going to be a this is better or that's better as a whole. It's going to be down to what I want to gain out of it, how much I'm looking at investing and what my long-term goal is.
0: Mm. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. And this is what I like is that the, we are impartial we're going to do what's right by the client and we will present the pros and cons for each exactly. situation. there's no agenda there is no agenda there is no agenda so i will accept that answer thank you well done thank you very much but thank you so much for coming in today and, and spending yeah. time with us i know how busy you are um and look we look forward to this year to see what happens
1: it's so exciting
0: all right yeah thank you thank you bye-bye Bye. Thank you for listening to Hassle-Free Hosting with Air DXB. If you want to learn how Air DXB can dramatically increase the return on your asset, then drop us an email at gregory at air-dxb.com or visit our website, air-dxb.com.